talking and I'm not and I'm just <laughs> And then I'm talking <laughs> No, but wait, wait, I have something for him. Boom, you get shot down. Now you're just fucking me, aren't you? <laughs> I'm just wondering why all these people like kids. The Weird History and Eerie Tales Podcast. Concentrate on the news. It's what we do. Wow. <laughs> FYI, there's nothing wrong with All right, welcome everybody to another episode of the Weird History Eerie Tales Podcast. I'm your host, Moses Sorry. With me to my left is Achi. Yo, yo. And with me to my right is my brother, Josh. Yeah, fucking season one? Season one, bro. Episode. How long ago was season one? Is every year considered a season to you guys? Because yeah, you saw the I, ca- I call it by come by year, yeah. by the year. Yeah. All right, then yeah. we're on our fifth season. Yeah. All right, yeah, yeah. Okay. So, so all right, you guys didn't hear this because I, I wasn't recording, but Achi's um, talking shit because <laughs> I don't have a belt. I need a fucking physical representation that I won. How about we move on and we don't dwell on the past? All right, go because you know uh, it's not like I owe a milk. Oh, all right. So, so if you guys don't know, no, 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 obviously no, no, no. we are talking about our roundtable episode, which is what we are doing today. Woo. You know, we are in the month. We are in the month of October, so it'd be fun, you know, just to have a roundtable episode. And this our roundtable's episode is usually where I uh, quiz these fucking hooligans on Pop everything quiz. they know that you know that's weird and eerie. Mm-hmm, but today, mm-hmm. because it's Halloween, um, Halloween month, it's October. Spooky I deci- season. Spooky season. I decided to do it a little more on the horror pop culture side of things. All right, all right. Instead of asking you guys about conspiracy theories and fucking other shenanig- weird shenanigans going on in history, I'm going to ask you guys questions about things that you guys sh- should maybe have watched. Okay. Should have known. Okay. Right. And as always, if you are new to the show, this is how the show goes. I ask these fucking these fucking assholes a question and they answer it. They have thirty seconds to answer. After every two questions, we have a riddle. And the, how the riddle works is the person with the lowest amount of points gets to answer first. If they get it wrong or don't have an answer at all, then it goes to the next person. Yes, sir. We have different kinds of questions. We have fill in the blanks. And uh, the fill in the blanks one is usually you get one point for every blank you fill in. Yep. And then sometimes we have two point quest two point questions where it's just where's two points? It's just gets a little harder than you up the yeah. ante, so you up so the points exactly. And at that point, usually our assholes are nice and tight. So if you guys want to <laughs> play, I don't. Because so for those of you listening, I'm always up by one, and then someone's like, "Oh, fucking triple the points!" Archie, I don't know why you're complaining. Ahead. You're like on a three P. Yeah, true. yeah, That's but true. I've been fucking stressing for the past three roundtables. It's that's. Greatness, bro. Greatness isn't easy. <laughs> it's not. It's a lot. It's a lot of work. Last time, Fernando, you almost took out Fernando. Well, Fernando should have technically won, but yeah. he, he did that whole. All right, let's go. Let's do a double or nothing thing. Oh, yeah. 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 Uh, Fernando's not here, but if you want to know about more about that episode, go listen to our uh, previous Roundtable episode. Um, so if you guys are listening at home or in the office, whatever, all you got to do is take a pen, pencil, paper out, and just answer each question. And at the end, tally up, see if you are 
worthy of being a champion or if you are as dumb as uh, we are. And make sure you shout out the answer wherever you are. Yeah, we want to hear you. Yeah, just fucking shout it out. Well, no. Mm-hmm. Traffic, well, office, no. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Doctor's, uh-huh. doctor's office, mm-hmm. funeral. Mm-hmm. You know, just shout it out. <laughs> You're yeah. listening to our podcast in the well. funeral? Okay, maybe not funeral, but. All right. You ladies ready? Yeah, sure. Clenching now. Question number one. Fuck! We all know that Halloween dates back to the ancient Celtic festival of Sam Hain or Sam Wien. But what year was Halloween first celebrated in the United States? So again, we all know that Halloween dates back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain, Samhain. Mm-hmm. What year was Halloween first celebrated in the United States? You guys have 30 seconds to answer now. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right, so here we go. Question number one. We all know that Halloween dates back to the ancient Celtic festival of Samhain. What year was Halloween first celebrated in the United States? Achi? I put mid-1800s. Okay. Josh? Uh, 1850. 1850. Correct. For those of you listening, you answered 1840. You are correct. So I'll give it to you guys. You were only 10 years off. You starting from 10 to maybe. <laughs> <laughs> we, we said mid 1840s, mid 1800s. Yeah. 1800s, 30s, 50s. Yeah. You know, so I'll give it to. All right. So I'll give it to you guys. All right. All right. All right. So in the late 1800s in America, there was a campaign to make Halloween about community and neighborly gatherings rather than witches and jokes. In the 19th century, European immigrants to the United States brought Halloween traditions with them, which helped popularize the festival. By the 20th century, Halloween had established itself as one of the most popular holidays in the United States, particularly with kids. Around the beginning of the century, Halloween became the most popular way to remember the anniversary, with both young people and children attending parties. And despite the fact that Halloween is still a popular holiday in the, in the United States, it almost didn't make the transition across the Atlantic. Previously, cryptic rites were replaced by lighter amusements and pastimes. Interacting with the dead, for example, was replaced with the more lighthearted concept of foretelling the future. On All Hallows Eve, for example, bobbing for apples became a favorite fortune telling pastime. So again, so if you guys got number one, if you said mid 1800s, 1850s, around there, I'll give you guys the point. So again, you guys <coughs> are tied. Nice. nice, nice. I love petty points. All right. So question number two, multiple choice question. Okay. I love them. So the practice of carving faces into vegetables was a thing that people from Scotland and Ireland associated with Halloween in the 1800s. And this practice originated from what Irish myth? A. Wicked Jack. B. Bloody Jack. C. Stingy Jack. Or D. Wee Jack. So again, 
The practice of carving faces into vegetables was a thing that people from Scotland and Ireland associated with Halloween in the 1800s. And this practice originated from what Irish Smith? A. Wicked Jack B. Bloody Jack C. Stingy Jack D. Wee Jack So 30 seconds to answer now. 5, 4, 3, 2, 1, 0 So question number 2 the practice of carving faces into vegetables was a thing that people from Scotland and Ireland associated with Halloween in the 1800s. And this practice originated from what Irish myth? Josh? See? Greedy? Was that greedy? I put greedy. Or C, stingy. stingy. C is stingy. stingy Jack. Yeah, stingy. Stingy. Archie? Put A, Wicked Jack. A, Wicked Jack? Wicked. Well, if you answered C, Stingy Jack, you are correct. Nice, nice, nice. Nice, nice. So people have been making jack-o'-lanterns at Halloween for centuries. The practice originated from an Irish myth about a man named, or a man nicknamed, Stingy Jack. According to the story, Stingy Jack invited the devil to have a drink with him. True to his name, Stingy Jack didn't want to pay for his drink, so he convinced the devil to keep to turn himself into a coin that Jack could then use to buy their drinks. Once the devil did so, Jack decided to keep the money and put it into his pocket next to a silver cross, which prevented the devil from changing back into his original form. Jack eventually freed the devil under the condition that he would not bother Jack for one whole year, nice. and that should he die, he would not claim his soul. So the next year, Jack again tricked the devil into climbing into a tree to pick a piece of fruit. While the devil was up in the tree, Jack carved a sign of the cross into the tree's bark so that the devil could not come down until the devil promised Jack not to bother him for 10 more years. Soon after, Jack died. And as the legend goes, God would not allow such an unsavory figure into heaven the devil, upset by the trick Jack had played on him and keeping his word not to claim his soul, would not allow Jack into hell. So he sent Jack off into the dark night with only a burning coal to light his way. Jack put the coal into a carved out turnip and has been roaming the earth ever since. The Irish began to refer to this ghostly figure as Jack of the Lantern, and then eventually becoming Jack lantern nice Damn. i didn't know that that's cool the devil's a dumbass yeah i was like i had no idea dude's a jackass the devil's like fool me once shame on you fool me twice fuck, fuck me <laughs> so as of right now josh two achi one yes sir and remember riddles are worth two points so riddle number one i hope you guys are ready A man rode out of town on Sunday. He stayed a whole night at a hotel and rode back to the town the next day on Sunday. How is this possible? What? You said rolled? A man rode out of town on Sunday. Can you spell the word? R-O-D-E. 
R O D E. So he rode. Okay. A man rode out of town on Sunday. He stayed a whole night at a hotel and rode back to town the next day on Sunday. How is this possible? You just have 30 seconds to answer now. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right. So, runner number one, a man rode out of town on Sunday. He stayed a whole night at a hotel and rode back to town the next day on Sunday. How is this possible? Achi? Oh, shit. Oh, shit. I, I don't fucking know. Uh, he, I don't know. He stayed the night, but that was the night, not the day. I don't know. That's as far as I could go with that shit. Oh, okay. Okay, I see what you're yeah. doing. Okay, I see what you said. Trying to get the wording fucking weird. Yeah, yeah. Right? Yeah, the the wording fucked me. What you got? And I was figuring torn out. between like uh like some daylight saving bullshit. Like <laughs> okay. across like once you rolled out of town, that town was like technically like three hours or some sh- bullshit. Or it's fucking Alaska where they Night Some, is never <laughs> something with fucking yeah yeah, but n- I don't have a clear clear uh, I don't have a clear answer. It's somewhere along that line. So again, Some bullshit like that. A man rolled. A man rolled out of town on Sunday. On Sunday, he stayed a whole night at a hotel and rolled back to town the next day on Sunday. He meant like not Sunday the day Sunday. No Sunday or oh day Sunday. Not a person. No, like Not daytime. Like, uh, you just call them. Uh, a sunny day. Do you guys want, want to know how this is possible? Uh, tell me the ridiculousness of this shit. His horse was called Sunday. A man rode out of town on Sunday. Ah. He stayed a whole night at a hotel and rode back to town the next day on Sunday. This is what you call a proper fuck. Yeah, it was a fuck. <laughs> we got it, 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 it was there. And I was thinking, he said, why are you saying road? Like, is that a carriage or some shit? Yeah. That's as far as I went with that. Yeah. Not it, realizing that fucking Sunday could be a name. He fucked us. Damn. Okay. It's too late for this shit. I got to do more of these fucking riddles, man. No, you don't. No, you don't. No, you don't. I got to get a freaking Sunday newspaper. Why? So question number three. You guys ready? Let's go. This is a multiple choice question. Nosferatu. <laughs> Whack. The 1922 film is a knockoff of what famous novel? A. Lord Byron's epic poem. B. Varney the Vampire. C. Carmilla. Or D. Dracula. Again. Nosferatu, the 1922 film, is a knockoff of what famous novel? A. Lord Byron's epic poem. B. Varney the Vampire. C. Carmilla. Or D. Dracula. You guys have 30 seconds to answer now. Five, four, three, two. He said 30 seconds. Zero. Yeah, by the time he restates the question, ask us, that's 30 seconds, bro. <laughs> Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right, so question number three. 
Nosferatu, the 1922 film, is a knockoff of what famous novel? A, Lord Byron's epic poem. I can never pronounce the name of that epic poem, so I'm not even going to try. But if you guys want, you guys, oh, it's spelled G-I-A-O-U-R. G-I-A-I-A-O-U-R. O-U-R. Guar. Fuck off. So that's the epic poem. B, Varney the Vampire. C, Carmilla. Fuck your shit. Or D, Dracula. Actually, what did you write? Byron. Lord Byron, A. A. Josh, what'd you write? I was going to pick A. But you said novel. And I don't know if a poem is considered a novel. That's or that's just that's the name of word. the novel. So true. I wanted to pick that. But I overthink a lot of shit. Yeah. And it's, I'm pretty sure you're right. Pretty sure. Pretty I'm sure. What'd you get? Novel. What'd you get? So what'd you write? B sounds stupid. It does. And I'm going to feel stupid if it's Varney. The fucking whatever, and then D was Dracula. Dracula. Yeah, the other way around. Dracula was influenced by Neff. That's what, what I was thinking. Nosferatu. Yeah, so I picked C because I had no idea what the Carmilla. fuck Carmia. I don't know what the fuck that is. What so is I went with All C. right, so Nosferatu, the 1922 film, is a knockoff of what famous novel? If you answered D, Dracula. Damn, you are correct. Okay. So, Cormia inspired Dracula, which came out before Dracula. And Dracula came out in 1890. Nosferatu, the movie, came out in 1922. Right. Uh, Cormia, to me, is a better story than Dracula. I like Cormia a lot more. Who wrote what? Uh, Cormia was written by Sheridan Lafanu. And Carmilla, uh, I've talked, I could talk all day about these fucking vampire stories, but Carmilla basically gave the uh, the plot points to Bram Stoker. Like she had an mm. she had an old vampire hunter. Bram Stoker's like, oh, Van Helsing. Van Helsing. She had a female lead, and Dra- Bram Stoker took took the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, but Carmilla, I like Carmilla more just because it's more gothic. Like you guys know, I'm all about the whole gothic thing. It's about castles. This v- vampire lady who becomes young, who climbs up on the castle. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's. It was really, really taboo for its time because not only was it like a horror story, which is like basically was porn back then, mm-hmm. but it was like girl on girl porn. It was like a, it was like uh, so the main vampire Camilla, she had a victim and it was a young girl. Mm. But, there was, but there's like in Vampire there's a lot of like sexual undertones mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know what I mean so it's like there's like oh it's lesbian vampires so when people talk about Crimea they immediately say oh the lesbian vampire novel mm. they're not fucking you know scissoring and shit but it's very romantic but it's very gothic as well it's a really good story and again Dracula uh, Bram Stoker read Crimea and he's like oh mine and he basically wrote Dracula off of the stage that Crimea built but back to the question, back to the Nosferatu film. The 1922 German film Nosferatu, a symphony of horror, is basically an unauthorized, an unauthorized knockoff of Bram Stoker's 1897 novel, Dracula. The filmmakers, they couldn't get permission from the late Stoker's estate to adapt the book, so they made certain changes. Instead of Count Dracula, the main villain is Count Orlock. 
1921, German artist and architect Albin joined forces with Enrique, with Enrico Diekmann to establish a new movie company called Prana Film. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. pause. First of all, the way you said Enrique was... Well, I meant Enrico. Okay, okay. I said and Enrique. Then, and, then, and then what's his last name? Diekmann. He's a Diekmann. He's a Diekmann. Diekmann. So Diekmann. Dick, 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 Enrico. Now, how do you spell it? D I E C K. Okay, you got. Or it could be Dykeman. Dykeman. Yeah, for Dick. But it's how. Yeah, what's up, Dick? Because because his first name is Enrico. Like you know, you have to pronounce it like Enrico Dykeman. There you go. So these two, they decided to establish a new movie company. I guess. I <laughs> German. German? Oh, so sh- how would how would you say Enrico Diekmann in German? So no one no one could do a German accent? I, I can't. Well, now with a Q. So they decided to start a movie company called Prana Film. A World War One veteran with a keen interest in the occult. Albin's military service brought him into contact with a Serbian farmer who claimed to be the son of a vampire. The soldier never forgot the story and later jumped at the chance to put one of these legendary creatures into a feature film. He felt that an adaption of Dracula would be the perfect maiden project for his new film company. There was just one little problem that we all still face to this day. Copyright laws. For whatever reason, they either forgot or were just unable to secure the necessary rights from Stoker's estate. Undaunted, they still went ahead with the vampire movie anyway. They're like, fuck it, we can't get the rest of Dracula, but we'll still go on ahead and do it. They're like, if we die, we die. So somewhat yeah. naively, they thought that they could avoid a lawsuit by tweaking Dracula's plot in a few key places. In the film, the setting was changed from Victorian London to 7th century Germany. Completely omitted were the book's original ending and the character of Van Helsing, a vampire hunter who plays a big role in Stoker's novel. Moreover, most of the key players were renamed. Thus, Count Dracula, this movie, became Count Orlock. Same, but same. <laughs> You're a fucking genius, you know that? It's the, 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 the most philosophical shit I heard from you. Can can you repeat that for me? Same but same. Nice. Fucking nice. Plato over here. <laughs> uh you're, you're that big Ca- Call me Plato. Call me Plato. Uh, I'm gonna call you a so you Plato. I don't look fucking calm. Question I'm call you something. I'm gonna call you something. Number 4. <laughs> get back to that. This one's fill in the blanks. Wait, did you get that one right? Nah. What's your pick? No. You got Lord Byron, you got Crimea. Ah, okay. So question number four. Okay. This is the fill in the blank. Blanks. Two points. Two points. So we all know how influential literature has been on the whole vampire trope. Damn. Carmilla gave us lesbian vampires and the proto-Van Housing character that Stroker ripped off. Weren't you just saying it's not a lesbian thing, but you're still going that's with how the lesbian? No, that's what it's no. That's how it's no. <laughs> that's what the people call it. Lord. Instead of changing it, he's like, no, nah, I'm going to stick with the lesbian thing. All right. 
right. It's funny. I I just found it funny. I felt like you were defending it in the sense of where it's not a lesbian thing, but now you're like, oh, yeah, you know, the lesbian thing. It's 2022, bro. Everybody's gay. So, <laughs> Lord, Lord Byron gave the vampires hunger a reason for existing, which is to sustain its own life. Because remember, before vampires or um, revenants, they were just killing for the sake of killing. Lord Byron's like, no, there has to be a reason. I'm going to give them a reason. And it's to keep themselves alive. What's a reason? What's a reason? Staying alive. But what famous vampire trope did Count Orlock give us? So, again. We all know how influential literature has been on the whole vampire trope. Cormia gave us lesbian vampires and the proto-van housing character that Stroker ripped off. Lord Byron gave the vampires hunger a reason for existing, which is to sustain its own life. But what famous vampire trope did Count Orlock give us? And this one's different from the other two. Hmm? And this, the, the trope is different from the other two? Exactly. What's okay. a trope? Characteristic. Uh, a I characteristic. think I asked this question for yeah. a long time ago. Okay. You guys have 30 seconds and it's worth two points. Starting now. Now. We can write as many as we want. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Going back to the Carmelia thing, was she top heavy? (laughs) (laughs) You mean she she had heavies? Yes. Was well, she, she top heavy? Gothic well, she, titties. Well, she was the epitome of what we call gothic titties when we ask for gothic. She girl. was in a full gown, and this is bef- this is before the corset thing. So I don't know. Okay, so I'm just gonna leave our imagination running. I mean, it is a book, so I mean, you could. Okay, top heavy it is. For me, Carmina, she has a fat ass. <laughs> fat ass. Fat ass, wow. bro. Okay. Uh, sometimes I call her Cardinal, bro. <laughs> <laughs> So we all know how influential literature has been on the whole vampire trope. Carmilla gave us women vampires. I think you said her name wrong. And the Carmilla? Car. Oh, Carnalgas. There, there, there you go. There you go. There you go. A lot better. A lot better. <laughs> Lesbian vampires and the proto van housing character that Stroker ripped off. Lord Byron gave the vampires gave the vampires hunger a reason for existing, which is to sustain their own life. But what famous vampire trope did Count Orlock give us? I gave you guys a chance to give me to write down three tropes, to you know, because I know you guys ain't too big on Nosferatu, so I'm like, I'm First gonna of all, I'm a offended more. that you're assuming you know a lot. I don't know a lot. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he's right. He's right. But I, the fact I, that he's right pisses me off. I took a picture with him over at Rat Coffee on Saturday. Nosferatu? Yeah. I think he posted. Are you sure you're supposed to crackhead? Yeah. <laughs> What's the difference? I hope so. The crackhead ain't dead yet. <laughs> he just looked dead. Yeah. Right. Archie, what did you write? I got blood sucking from the neck. Okay. I got hypnosis. Oh, that's a good one. Okay. And I got like transformation, going from vampire bat shit. Okay. Yeah. Wow, Josh. All right, the same two: sucking blood on neck, okay. hypnosis, and familiars. Oh, that's a good one. The answer, the the there's just one answer. Juan. Yeah, it's just one one famous trope that the movie gave us that became synonymous with the whole vampire thing. Okay, Mm -hmm. and that is the idea that vampires burn up when exposed to direct sunlight. Bro, I was gonna write down before that. 
before that wasn't mentioned. There was no what? such thing. Because in the in the novel Dracula, Dracula just walks out during the day. He gets a, the sun weakens him, yeah. but it doesn't kill him. Mm. But it wasn't till Nosferatu where they're like, nah, 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 nah. Well, like I mean, D's gonna fuck you up. So in Dracula, the villain casually walks outside in broad daylight, and but according to the novel, solar rays can slightly weaken a vampire. But Stroker, you know, he never implies that they could kill one. Yet, for the sake of a more visually compelling climax, in Nosferatu, they decided to make the sun's light utterly fatal to poor Count Orlock, who disappears in a puff of smoke when he's lured into a well-lit room. Thus, a resilient horror cliche was born. So before Nosferatu, we didn't have that. And now we do. So vampires were kind of OP. They released some passion notes. They got nerfed. They got nerfed. Speaking of uh, um, nerfing, riddle number two, bitches. It has nothing to do with the nerf, but... I know. I couldn't think think of anything. Have a a good segue, huh? No, that was pretty bad. Yeah. (laughs) All right, so riddle number two. I am the beginning of sorrow and the end of sickness. You cannot express happiness without me, yet I am in the midst of crosses. I am always in risk, yet never in danger. You may find me in the sun, but I am never out of darkness. What am I? What the fuck? I'm gonna keep repeating this. (laughs) Please don't. (laughs) I am the beginning of (laughs) sorrow. And the end of sickness. You cannot express happiness without me. Yet I am in the midst of crosses. I am always in risk, yet never in danger. You may find me in the sun, but I am never out of darkness. What am I? You guys have 30 seconds to answer. What the fuck? Now. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right, riddle number two. Is everyone ready? Because too bad, because we're ready now. <laughs> so, I am the beginning of sorrow and the end of sickness. You cannot express happiness without me, yet I am in the midst of crosses. I am always in risk, yet never in danger. You may find me in the sun, but I am never out of darkness. Achi, what am I? <laughs> that's a good a question. A queef? <laughs> yeah, that's what it is. It's happiness. I put life, but the dark, the sun and the darkness one fuck me up. Okay. Life. Incorrect. Yep. Josh? Don't even look at me. <laughs> the what, fact. What is it? The, just end my sorrow now. Can we, whatever this word is. Can you? Can we just skip and go straight to the next question? I don't want to know what this is. <laughs> the, f- the, the, you, the first one's easy. I'm going to give you guys, and the listener, if you haven't gotten it, one chance. And I'm going to give you one hint. All right? All right. The first sentence. Sentence? The first sentence. Oh, like, oh. The, within first, the, riddle. Oh. the first sentence of the riddle gives you the answer. All right? Something sorrow, beginning of sorrow. And I am the beginning of sorrow and the end of sickness. 
I am the beginning of sorrow and the end of sickness. Uh, a cure? Adderall? <laughs> Adderall? A cure? Yeah. All right. Adderall? <laughs> the, the answer? The letter S. I am the beginning of sorrow and the end of sickness. You cannot express happiness without me. Yet, I am in the midst of crosses. I am always in risk. <laughs> You're never in danger. Um, you know yeah, what? I'm, you not, I'm not mad that I didn't get this one. You're not mad. I'm not. Because <laughs> there's those, one of those riddles that's just like, unless you are really thinking about this fucking letter or word, you're not going to fucking get it. The look on my brother's face right now. Disappointed, dude. You know what? Actually, here, you could have this championship. <laughs> I'm going to drink my sorrow and uh, end my sickness. <laughs> Catch me at the sun with daylight and fuck Moses. All right, go. Question number five. The, the movie. Light. Challenging. Challenging. The movie. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Okay, 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 okay. Claims it's based on true events. But what true event does it claim to be based on? Multiple choice question. Okay. Again, the movie. Texas Chainsaw Massacre claims it's based on true events. But what true event does it claim to be based on? A. The case of Ed Gein. B. Sonny Bean. C. Jeffrey Dahmer. Or D. Dean the Candyman Coral. So again, the movie. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre claims it's based on true events. But what true event does it claim to be based on? A. The case of Ed Gein. B. Sonny Bean. C. Jeffrey Dahmer. Or D. Dean the Candyman Coral. You guys have 30 seconds to answer starting now. Five, four, three, two. One zero slam. So the movie, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre, claims it's based on true events. But what true event does it claim to be based on? Josh. D. Something Candyman. Dean the Candyman Coral. Yeah. Okay. Archie. A. Ed Gein. A. The case of Ed Gein. If you guys answered A, Ed Gein, you are correct. Thank you. Sonia would have been so fucking mad at me if I got this one wrong. <laughs> so there have been more than a few movies inspired by the macabre deeds of Wisconsin serial killer and grave robber Ed Gein, including Psycho and Silence of the Lambs. But perhaps the most notorious, however, is Toby Hooper's 1974 film, The Texas Chainsaw Massacre, which opens with the words... The film which you are about to see is an account of the tragedy which befell a group of five youths, which is infamously used by the band Mortician, uh, a, and featured claims that it was based on a true incident on some of its VHS covers. What? Yeah, on when on some of the VHS covers of the movie, it says based on true events. Oh, okay, okay. 
Question number six. This is fill in the blanks. Blanks. Fill in the blanks. The blanks. So the Texas Chainsaw Massacre claims on being based on a true incident. Look, I'll be real. I didn't watch that movie. Give no shits about that movie. (laughs) That movie kind of irritates me. Don't tell that to Uncle Louie. The people have spoken that I'm a piece of shit for not watching that movie. Are they wrong or are they right? It depends on who you ask. We ask Uncle Louie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, 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 okay, okay. He's going to... All right, so he's gonna eggy your ass, bro. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre's claims on being based on a true incident is a crock of shit, for it does not even come close to mirroring almost anything to do with Ed Gein. So, ladies and gentlemen, you get one point for every detail of the movie that does not have a thing to do with Ed Gein and the case of Ed Gein. Fuck. You have thirty seconds. Hey, chill. (laughs) (laughs) Penalty. <laughs> he so, hasn't said start yet, and he's just man. Starting now. Did you have a tour, a tour of this shit? No like, <laughs> bullshit. You went somewhere. It's a bunch of horror bullshit. Went to and, the and, Winchester, and, bro. I'm pretty sure there's some fun facts about that bullshit, <laughs> and you remember that shit. Damn. Uh, so again, the Texas Chainsaw Massacre's claims hey, on being based on a true incident is a crock of shit. For it does not even come close to mirroring almost anything to do with that game. So, ladies and gentlemen, you get one point for every detail of the movie that does not have a thing to do with Ed Gein that you write down. You guys have 30 seconds starting now. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Oh, boy, what you writing? (laughs) And it's hard to read because it's like fucking thick fucking... Marker, you know and, what? And then I'm blind, so that's also things. I got used to fucking just writing on the whiteboard. So you write, so you I write, write huge. Yeah. Mm. So when I bring it down to paper size, I, I don't shrink my writing. <laughs> okay. So that's why it looks all fucking five. Four. Ah, man, give me an extra twenty, dude. Nah. So again, question six, fill in the blanks. The Texas Chainsaw Massacre's claims on being based on a true incident is a crock of dog shit, for it's not even come close to mirroring almost anything to do with Ed Gein. So, ladies and gentlemen, you get one point for every detail of the movie that you write down that does not have a thing to do with Ed Gein. Josh, I want to I know what you wrote. What you put? Damn. Bro? What you put? What you put? All right. I'm going to get shit on because I'm. It's a dumb question for those who love horror movies. Leatherface and Texas, two different things, correct? No, that's the same movie. The same movie. That's the same movie. Yeah. Okay. Chainsaw. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Well, the Texas chainsaw. chainsaw. Yeah. So chainsaw was in thing. Mm-hmm. I put so chainsaw. So chainsaw. The Ed Gein was in thing. Okay. What else? Giving the most obvious thing. Okay. The leather mask. Okay. Okay. And what else? Uh. We got one right. Chainsaw? Leather chainsaw. Mask. He never used chainsaw. Never used a chainsaw. Okay. Actually, what did you write? Oh, Literally the same first two. I put kill it. He did not kill his victims with chainsaws. Okay. But I guess the second one is wrong because I put wearing where, wearing the victims' faces after killing them. That didn't happen. That, okay. And then the last one is <laughs> the incidents didn't happen in Texas. 
Okay, so you got two. Oh. Gain the lead. No, you got one. So that means you got three. So we tied. Hachi got two, which means he goes up to three. So you guys are tied. No, no. Well, I have four. He, he, he was already tied with me. Because the first one, I got one. The next one, I got a point for... No, you haven't gotten a point in any of them. Yeah. No? What was question number five? This is question... Oh, question number five was the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Yeah, I got a point for that one. So I got two points. Oh, that's right. And that's plus right. these right here. Yeah. Quattro. Yeah, yeah, right. Yeah, you're right. You're right. You are right. You know what? Give me another point for forgetting my points. I know how it feels, huh? In that case... All my points should have been like fucking a thousand by now. <laughs> All right. So how closely do the events of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre mirror the particulars in the case of Ed Gein? Not very. And according to Snopes, which is where I got my this question and the answers. Uh, for one thing, like I got you said, it didn't take place in Texas. Damn. You guys both said it. There weren't any chainsaws. And finally, one of the main ones is... Gein may have been more ghoul than killer. He never killed any of his victims. Though he did confess to being responsible for the demise of at least two women. Mm. Most of his victims, what they did have in common, I mean, was that the skin masks, the furniture made from bones, mm. and the possibility of cannibalism. But that's it. Remember, the whole Ed Gein's thing was uh, grave desecration. He would pick up graves and take the skin off and murder them or whatever. He never killed anybody except for two. Got it. That he, uh, you, know, you know what I mean? Allegedly. Uh, it's, I mean, yeah. well, have he found? Yeah. Like, yeah. Oh, okay. Um, and here's a little fun fact that the that the um, director, writer said about Texas Chainsaw. There was no real family of cannibalistic chainsaw murders slaughtering people in Texas, nor any actual series of chainsaw-related killings. Writer-director Toby Hooper said that the inspiration for the film came from him spotting a display of chainsaws while standing in line in the hardware section of a crowded store. So he was in line. He's like, fuck, I'm so annoyed. I want to get the fuck out of here. And then he was just being, you know, just imagining things like, what can I do to get you know, to get the fuck out of here faster? And he saw a bunch of chainsaws above him. He's like, oh, that would be kind of scary if I just got the chainsaw and just started revving it. I'm pretty sure I will just get in front of the line. And that always kept stuck with him in the back of his head and then he wrote Texas Chainsaw Massacre nice you know what else is nice it's riddle time bitches riddle number three damn the letter is S riddle number three what falls down but never breaks. My dick. <laughs> <laughs> Just kidding. He never falls. He's so small. But my balls are woohoo. Especially in the summer. Especially. Shit's all swinging. So riddle number three. It's a fucking black like rock. Uh, no, no, like it's, a for, it's a fucking foreskin pendulum. Just five, four, three, two, one, zero. So rule number three, what falls down but never breaks? Josh? The sun? Watch it be fucking sunlight. I don't know. Sun falls, I guess. But I don't know if it's fall down. 
All right, I'll uh, give it to you. The answer is nightfall. That's when the sun goes down. That's oh, what falls down but never breaks. It's the same thing. You just use a different word. Nightfall. Achi, rebuttal. Or you agree? Or you want to flip a coin for this? I mean, oh, what'd, wait, you wait, what'd you put? It's closer than mine. I put rain. Yours is nowhere. <laughs> no, it's, I said but rain breaks. Yours is doesn't break. It bursts. It bursts. <laughs> it splatters. Because you said it. You said the answer. You just said it. You literally said what nightfall is when this when the sun goes down. I'll give it to you. It's yeah. closer than mine. Right. You piece of shit, you're back in the lead. <laughs> Five to four. Oh, God. I want to throw up. All right, so it's question number seven. This is We all have some formal. I just had a fucking stroke. So question number seven, you guys fill in the blank. Okay. Oh, shit. We've covered... And talked about this motherfucker, Lovecraft, since the beginning of this fucking show's inception. He's a racist. So I'm hoping something must have stuck from the past five years. Because you guys get one point for every fact you give me regarding H.P. Lovecraft. Ooh, this is a good one. You guys have the exact... Uh, actually, whoa, 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 whoa. Damn it. Alright, I'll stop. Give myself Penalty. a Penalty! Right, no, you get to write, six seconds. No. Write one. No, you, write get write, one. you get to write, write one, one down. Write one. Okay, okay. Write one with a comma after. Ooh. Alright, you guys ready? So listen at home. We've covered and talked about Lovecraft since the beginning of the show's inception. So I'm hoping something must have stuck from the past five years. Because you guys get one point for every fucking true fact you give me regarding HP racist craft. You guys have 30 seconds starting now. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Pens and papers down. Pens and papers down. All right. So question number seven, fill in the blank. So we've covered and talked about this piece of shit. Lovecraft is the beginning of this goddamn show's inception. The show's inception. So I'm hoping something must have stuck from the past five years because you guys get one point for every fact you give me regarding H.P. Lovecraft. So I'm going to start with you, Josh. It's like you. Why me? Okay. Okay. All right, actually, you go first. <laughs> He's a racist. Okay. The creator of this accumulation book short story called Eerie Tales, was it? Oh, no, no. Not the creator. <laughs> He's a tall, tall, likey ass fucking dude. Okay. He he drew up a bunch of characters like Cthulhu and Cthulhu. Mm, yeah. Oh. Cthulhu. Cthulhu. Not Cthulhu. Okay. That's it. That's you got three. Got three. Josh. All right, HP. What does that stand for? Howard Phillips. That's okay. his. Nice, nice, yeah. nice. Uh, racist. Yeah. Okay. Right. Poor childhood growing up. Bad. Like, ho- like poor as in like poor. shitty, sh- shitty childhood. He was introvert. Okay. That's uh, what I forgot I'll, I'll to give, put there. Introvert. Okay, introvert. Uh, father of space cosmic horror. Four. Oh. All right. Was in love and married. 
Um, what they right there? Oh, I mean, I don't know if it's. He was ahead of his time. I don't know if that's considered a fact or his works. Work. He's it considered. Was, yeah, it was cherished more now than it was mm -hmm. at his time of living. Uh, creator of Cthulhu. Okay. And that's it. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So you have twelve. So I just four. I got smoked. <laughs> no, you have seven. You have seven. You have seven. We, we stab riddles, bro. We stab riddles. Oh, shit. <laughs> Two Here's a whopping 20-point riddle. <laughs> so, for those of you guys listening, here are another, you know, here are some facts that I just wrote down. H.P. Lovecraft loved astronomy, chemistry, and gothic authors. Mm -hmm. Unfortunately, he never finished school due to a nervous breakdown. No fucking anxiety. Uh, the author was born as Howard Phillips, Lovecraft in Providence, Rhode Island. He was the only child of Winfield Scott and Sarah Susan Lovecraft. At the age of three, the young author was already proficient in reading and writing at three years old. At three? How the fuck? He wrote his first story at seven. I was barely learning to walk at seven. In 1893, <laughs> uh, his uh, his father, well, both of his parents were, um, were um, committed to the same um, insane asylum. Oh, that's what it was. In 1919, his mother, Sarah Susan, she, um, same thing as her dad. That's where the they, time. that's where they got the, uh, Batman's, um, Asylum, huh? Well, Arkham. it was influenced, Arkham Asylum was influenced by? Well, Lovecraft had a town called Arkham. That's where everything happens. Yeah. And the creator of Batman, um, oh, slipping his fucking, slipping the, well, he was a huge fan of Lovecraft. Mm. And he borrowed that from, from, and he's like, "Oh, I'm gonna make a prison, and I'm gonna call it Arkham Asylum, because it's that's where all the crazy motherfuckers and all the crazy shit happens in Arkham." Mm -hmm. He studied both science and astronomy on his own, and he slept late. He was the editor of Weird Tales. Oh, the editor of Weird Tales asked Lovecraft to write a column, as if he was Harry Houdini. So he ghost wrote for Harry Houdini. Mm. Uh, most of his, like you said that he was the uh, the owner of Eerie Tales. He wasn't, but that's where most of it, the majority of his stories came out on. Were published through Weird Tales. Uh, he was a prolific writer and is estimated that he wrote over a hundred thousand letters in his lifetime. Yeah, because he always responded to all his fans. To everybody. That's like Josh just said, uh, Arkham Asylum, where Batman's where Batman puts Gotham City's villains was inspired by H.P. Lovecraft stories. Arkham being the name of the fictional city, many of his stories take place. Uh, in nineteen thirty seven, H.P. Lovecraft died of cancer of the small intestine. How old was he when he passed away? 41, I believe. 41. All right. This one. I mean, I, I put you get four points, but. Yeah. You get four points, but you have to say it out loud. Question number eight. What was Lovecraft's pet cat's name? Fuck. Oh, I'm not going to say that out loud. <laughs> it's four oh, points, bro. That's right. It's four points. It's four points. Wow, dude. Are it's... you going to bleep it? No. <laughs> no. Hey, that's hey, it's a fact. Wait, what's the score? So it's Josh 15, Achi 7. So regardless, he can't. No. But Achi say it, though, because you're a teacher. Someone could just grab that. Do you know that what it snip. is? Honestly, do you know what it is? I know it's a black cat. 
Okay. okay. What do you think is the black cat's name? And what do you, you know, we, we said it. He's a what? Fucking racist. Okay, so. So you can put two and two together. Uh, you know. You you wrote down the answer. I did not. The second he said what <laughs> would love. You crap, know the answer, man. I, I ain't saying that out loud, though. I don't need to say it out loud. Say it. <laughs> All right, listener, if you guys are listening, you have to say it out loud. Remember, no matter where you're at, whether you're at your funeral, <laughs> doctor's office, class, work, whatever, say out loud. Christian church. What was Lovecraft's pet cat's name? Say it, Moses. I'm not, I'm not competing. I don't need to say it. I don't got to say it. Say it. <laughs> Achi, if you Achi's going crazy for it. Shoot him a text, bro. Shoot him a text right now. Right. <laughs> it's uh, the N-bomb man. N-word man. Oh. That's what he used to call this black cat. He used to call this black cat man. Is that what you're going to say, Josh? Yeah. That's fucked up. Four, four points. That's what immediately I was like, nope. I was like, but wait, what was the score? If I needed to say it to win, I was not going to say it. Or, psych. What? Riddle number four. What? Last riddle. It's always four riddles. We're like on the eighth riddle. What? I only have four riddles. There's four. Damn. All right. I mean, Josh won anyways, but yeah. still. Shits and giggles. <laughs> My head hurts. Imagine you are in a dark room, okay, with three windows boarded up. He's <laughs> asleep. <laughs> dark room, immediate. <laughs> so imagine you're in a dark room with three windows boarded up, and broken mops and brooms on the floor. Okay. How do you get out? So again. Imagine you are in a dark room with three windows <laughs> boarded up and broken mops and brooms on the floor. It's just ridiculous. How do you get out? Write <laughs> right down the answer, Archie. I hope it's not this. So imagine you're in a dark room, three windows all boarded up. Dark room as in like I can still see? Or pitch? It's a dark room. It's a dark room. Okay. It's dark. All right, let's say it's still there's still it's there's still a light you for you. See. To, yeah, you can see because okay. on the floor there's broken mops and broken brooms. Uh-huh. How do you get out? You have thirty seconds to answer, starting now. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. All right, so last riddle. Oh. So it's the last question of the night, Josh. You are again. The repeat champion. You are doing things no one has done since the 1970 Celtics when they went like four championships in a row. Damn. So again, riddle number four. Imagine you're in a dark room with three windows boarded up and broken mops and brooms on the floor. Josh, you go first. How do you get out? Through the door. Door you came in in? I don't know. I was thinking simple. All right. Okay. Archie? Damn. Stop, Stop fucking imagining, bro. That was the correct answer. It says, imagine you're in a dark room. Oh. How do you get out of the dark room? Stop imagining. Oh. <laughs> Wake up. I didn't catch the magic. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Wake up. Okay. See, look, I had it right. <laughs> that, that was the answer, bro. All right. See, you won again. again you said you were tight butthole. You were losing for a bit, and then you came out on top. Do you have any words to say to your naysayers? For now, you have, what's out the triple? What, what's out the three P? Four P, right? Four P, yeah. 4P. You have a 4P. You have anything to say to the listeners? 
Or do you want to say Lovecraft's, Lovecraft's cat's <laughs> name out loud? Uh, preferably, no, no, preferably? no, no. But I wonder if, like, there's any listener out there who actually, like, got more points. Pretty sure it's someone out there got more points. Than oh, there's always someone out there who gets more points. I mean, I hope so. <laughs> Tip of the hat, I hope so. I will pass on this award to those. You're going to share it? Yeah. You're going to share it? <laughs> even, fucking nerds. even though they were talking shit to you, you didn't know anything about Texas Chainsaw Massacre. You know they were talking shit. They were like, oh, of course. You I got shit on. You got, and you said, yeah, yeah. Still, that Lovecraft like story up. saved your ass. It did. It, it did. Saved your ass. It saved did. Your ass. It did. It really did. I'm yeah, actually surprised. I'm actually surprised. So kudos to you. Okay, thank you. Thank you. Kudos to you. Thank well, you. y'all did do that two-hour episode on. Yeah, but it was monsters. That's still facts about Lovecraft. Yeah, I still got some of the facts from that because of yeah. that episode. But yeah, I didn't. The sun pulled that one out of my ass. The what? The nightfall? The riddle? The riddle one? That's the second time you fucked me where you said the <laughs> correct answer. Or like, I forgot what was the other answer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was a mummy one. But anyways, thank you, Josh and uh, Four Pete. Uh, that is um. Where's my belt? It's right next to the gallon of uh, milk. You're cool. <laughs> Where's it at? It's right there. Nice. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you guys so much. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys found out how fucking stupid you really are when it comes to all these things. Because uh, this uh, every, every every time we do one of these episodes, every time I'm writing this shit down, I'm like, fuck, I'm dumb. I, w- I, the, I did one round table and I got like two points. That's true. That's true. I got like two points. It's stressful. It is, it is stressful. It's stressful being on this, this end of the table, bro. It's stressful. Stressful, but I like the stress. You know what? Next time, Josh, why don't you do a roundtable episode? Oh, I'm gonna be fucking with y'all so much <laughs> if you want me to be the. He's I'll like say DM. He's like, at what time? <laughs> at what time of what day? I'm gonna be like, I don't like the way you're sitting, Achi. That's one point deducted. <laughs> you know? Oh, Mo, your mouth breathing <laughs> while thinking of the answer. <laughs> no points for you. <laughs> All right, so I hope you guys enjoyed this. I'm down. I mean, I hope you guys. Wow, that's a hard. No, that's a. That's a. I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. I hope you guys found out. I hope you guys had fun. Hope you guys, you know, whether I hope you know we helped your the funeral go a little faster. Um, (laughs) Made it a little more enjoyable. Morbid as fuck. Uh, but thank you guys so much. And uh, join us next week as we're going to continue the spookiness as we're going to talk about haunted houses and haunted places and all sorts of crazy haunted shit about our um, once sunny, now very sad, sad state. That's kind of fun. So thank you guys. <laughs> and as always, we are the Weird History Retail Spot. Name the cat. Yeah, it's...